Hey, Modern Thirst now has collector's coins available for purchase. To celebrate the end of 2019 and our sixth anniversary in January of 2020, we printed 100 specially designed coins. They're individually numbered and they make perfect Glencairn glass covers. If you're interested in purchasing, they're $10 each, including shipping. So to order them, you can go to modernthirst.com shop. And remember, there's, we only printed 100, so there's not a ton of these out there. We're also relaunching our Patreon site. If you join the coin club there, you'll automatically get new versions of our coins as they're released two to three times per year. And if you join the t-shirt club, you'll get the coins plus a Modern Thirst t-shirt twice per year. So check it out. All right, here we are. Uh, it's end of 2019, and we've got almost the entire group here from Modern Thirst. Um, but we are going to do our year-end uh, group tasting here. And we, we bought a, uh, a bottle of Kentucky Owl Rye Batch 3. Uh, it's a 10-year-old rye from Kentucky. They don't really dis uh, disclose who the distiller was or the mash bill or any fun stuff like that. But we thought it would be fun to do kind of a group tasting. Um, so I bought a bottle of that. I sent out samples to, to all the guys here on the call. Um, I'm Bill Straub. I'm the editor of Modern Thirst. So let's just kind of go around the horn and uh, let everybody introduce themselves. Uh, Matt Gates. Here I am down here at the bottom. Um, Matt Gates. I'm the co-founder of Modern Thirst, but you don't hear from me much because uh, these guys are the real experts. But um, it, it's fun to be here. Uh, we had some a lot of technical difficulties getting on here, but uh, we're all happy to be here now. <laughs> uh, Bill Scott. My name is Bill Scott, and I am uh, website technical support and uh, graphic support. We, we like to call him Other Bill, since there's two Bills. <laughs> or just Bill Scott, because everybody since college has been calling me by both my first name and my last name together the entire time. So. Wes? Wes Jolly, the world whiskey writer for uh, Modern Thirst, and I feel like I'm on Hollywood Squares. <laughs> and uh nick yeah i'm nick krieger uh kind of just uh seasoning all things uh spirits i guess uh been writing about this stuff going well over a decade now and uh it's happy to be here with you guys for the first time uh can enjoy this uh whiskey with y'all so and who's that other guy didn't we miss somebody no i think we're good <laughs> timothy van riper staff writer Whiskey nerd, single barrel snob, destroyer of all. Fair enough. What's I'm uh, drinking a little Four Gate Foundation today. I was going to drink one of our other batches, but since they're all barrel finished and we're getting ready to drink something that's not barrel finished, I figured I would go with uh, um, the one that isn't. So, what's anybody else have anything in addition to the Al to kind of get your palates going? Absolutely. I'm drinking a Pendergast. I don't know if you guys have ever had that before, but oh, wow. kind of like a take on the classic Manhattan. A little bit of uh, orange juice and some orange bitters with all the other nice uh, niceties, we'll say. You probably uh, need to post uh, a recipe for that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, get me a little bit of water, too, you know, just so we have a proper palate cleanser, too. Don't want to mess up the whiskey. So, Yep, yep. I have batch two of Kentucky Owl that I'm going to compare with batch three, and I also have this that I may crack a little bit later that is a – a pick from um, 5280, which is a Whoa. one of 25 barrels from Medley this year, 126 proof. Awesome. Oh, wow. Okay, his trumpet's my... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I'm, uh, I'm rolling with the uh, Old Forster uh, 1920 Prohibition style. It's nice. one of my favorites. It's one of mine, too. I'm going, I'm going back and forth from the wild turkey that I just killed. 
<laughs> Wild Turkey 101, and JTS Brown, Bottled and Bond. So, yeah, Timothy, we're kind of on the same page. I, I have the um, rare breed that I just killed. There you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and some water. Nice. Um, I guess before we uh, before we really get started on the tasting, just a couple of notes about the site. It's been a great year. Uh, we're just lots of views, lots of people uh, uh, tuning in to, to see what we have to say on videos. Uh, we're going to try to do some more video work in the coming year. Timothy and I have some ideas for some kind of funny um, off the beaten path type stuff, whiskey related that we're going to do video wise this year. And we're we're going to test out my skills as a uh, um, director and editor of videos and maybe pulling some extras to, to do some scripted stuff for you. So hopefully that'll be fun. So keep an eye on the site for that. Um, we also just got in Modern Thirst Challenge Coins. I'm not going to put this in front of the camera because last time my camera never refocused. Uh, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have collector coins from modernthirst.com and they're available on our website at modernthirst.com slash shop. And uh, they're $10 a piece. That includes the shipping. Um, and I think Timothy's the only one here who has his just because I saw him earlier today and gave him one, but you guys will be getting one in the mail here shortly as well. So uh, if anybody watching is, is collecting the whiskey coins, um, check it out. Um, let's get into the tasting. Excellent. So this is a batch three of Kentucky Owl. It's 10 years old. It's the rye, um, 114 proof. Now, this is not barrel proof, despite the fact that it's really high. They, they proof all of these to, to a proof. I don't know why they do that in particular. Um, I guess they just kind of like to get a little, you know, stretch the whiskey a little bit more by adding water. Uh, but this is bottle number 11 out of 2018 wow. for batch three. Uh, I think we, I think I paid 230 or 240 for this. Um, it's not bad. But uh, I, I've seen it a little bit cheaper once since then. Um, but, you know, we wanted to do something nice for this rather than, than something a little more easily obtainable. So this was uh, this was kind of right up our alley. Plus, I really like the rise. So. All right. What do you guys smell on this thing? Because it's yeah, to, I don't know about you, but to me, it's really dark. It is. Also, two things that I think is worth noting. Um, apparently, there's a lot of older stock in this as well. Ten years is is, is the uh, youngest. Um and don't compare it to the other batches because it is not they're not trying to or he's not trying to remake past batches. This is a this is a new batch altogether. Boy, I'm getting banana bread out the wazoo on that one. I don't know if anyone else is. Definitely and, and orange too, for sure. I was gonna say orange and a little bit of clove. Yep, I would agree with that too. Yeah, ba other baking spices probably. Man, it's a. I can't get past that banana bread. I really like that. Yeah, it, it definitely has a lot, a lot of uh, nutty banana bread characteristics for sure. I was, I was gonna it say some walnut. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. It's definitely walnut. It's. Uh, I would say more. What else do you get out of that? I would agree with the baking spices and the walnut, and I have batch two sitting here right beside it, and. As Timothy pointed out, the nose is definitely different between two and three. Mm. Cool. I'm getting a lot no, more bourbon smell to it than I normally would, um, but I'm mostly comparing that to the MGP rise that I took, so it's very different. Yeah, that's going to be a lot, lot more citrusy. Get like a dark caramel, like a darker caramel. Yeah, that that, also. That, that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah, caramel. Almost and, burnt brown sugar and kind of like a graham cracker type of pie crust. 
For sure. And, and really a lot of oak, a lot of barrel. I mean, it's, yeah, couldn't be more present if it wanted to be. So, you know, no. Nope. I gotta be honest, make- to me, if I were to say, what does this smell like? It smells a lot like Old Forester rye <clears throat> and Old Forester make- bourbon. You guys ever make uh, brown butter sauce? Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. You know that 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 creamy nuttiness you get when you make it. Sure. That's that's like in the background. Hmm. Definitely, even almost has like a Christmassy eggnoggy kind of smell to it as well. So. Did we say that we think that the owl was MGP sourced? No, this is made in Kentucky. Okay. Um, so we don't know where it was sourced. It's probably more than one distillery. Got it. Um, knowing their their uh, track record. And knowing that it's multiple ages blended together. It's likely Got more it. than one distillery. They've probably been buying stuff for a while. All right. Okay. I was at uh, a distillery up here in Michigan, and they have uh, what they call, um, you know, spirits that they had help with help from others like kind of how they put it because they aren't old enough to have had a 15 year rye and the 15 year rye I had this afternoon smells a good deal like this. That's why I was wondering. It's amazing color. That copper orange color on it for 10 years old is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really even peered into it, but you're right. You know, I'm holding this up next to our foundation batch, which is no water added to our foundation batch, by the way. So this is, as minimal filtering as you can get. And it's, it's nine years, nine months, but there's probably in this glass, maybe two drops of that. The rest of it is closer to 11 years old or, or more. Um, and they are the exact same color and they've added water to this. I mean, there is no difference in, in darkness and in color between those. It's uh, amazing to me. But we have, no proof. Wow. we have no idea how much, what the barrel proof was, do we, on this? No. So there might yeah, not. I'm going to guess it wasn't much higher than this, but um, there might not be, be be much water. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys heard me earlier, but uh, Deadman did go on record saying that there is a decent amount of older stock in here besides ten. Ten is just the youngest mm-hmm. that's in it. Yeah, on the palate. Oh, we're tasting now. Okay. You know, it's it's interesting. It's permission uh, <laughs> to taste. It almost oh, wow. a little bit more like an Indiana rye than a typical Kentucky rye. It doesn't taste like it's a real high corn to Ooh. me, despite that nose. Man, a lot of dill, a lot of, lot of mint. Yeah, I was going to say the mintiness just came through. Mm-hmm. That's the it's a little spice, spicy mint. Mm-hmm. There's a little, little alcohol, a uh, little ethanol on the front there. Yeah. Definitely hits mid, like front and mid palate too for that, that alcohol burn. I almost kind of feel like this one, you know, is kind of falls into that uh, category of a bit over oaked. I think they may have uh, let it go a little bit too far. I mean, the oak is really, yeah. really there, uh, probably more than it really needs to be. So it's bitter on the finish. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's, there's there's definitely some tan in there. It's it's not completely drying out my palate, but it's. It's yeah. uh, very, it's very late in the palate. It is where yeah. dryness comes I, in. And, I think it's yeah. enjoyable, but I do agree that they're probably stretching the limit of the juice in here. Uh, they, they, they needed to get it in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's still very good. I don't know if I would call that a $200 plus bottle. 
But if I paid, you know, let's say about a hundred or so for that, I'd, I'd be reasonably happy with it. You know, I think it's it really kind of to me tastes like it falls more into that kind of category of spirit. But you know, I guess you uh, you can command whatever you get, right? So you know, when you're well, when you source whiskey, it's it's kind of hard to to it's kind of hard to compare if you distill it yourself. The the cost of the liquid is consider it's it's a fraction of what it is to buy it already aged. So. Um, and, and that's something that I've learned since we started Fourgate that it's just insanely expensive to buy aged whiskey and put it in a bottle. I, that. I mean, sure. if you distill it and you you have a big still at say a Heaven Hill or Wild Turkey or something like that, you you know a, a barrel of whiskey costs you you know a couple of bucks. Yeah, I mean the actual wood of the barrel costs more than actually distilling the whiskey, and then you're paying two bucks a year in, in taxes and insurance. I mean, it, it doesn't cost you anything. No, um, I'm a ten-year-old bourbon. I'm paying four grand or more. Uh, rise the same way, at least four grand. It could be six or seven. So, yeah, um, it's just it's just uh, it's a different uh, economy of scale there. Um, it's interesting on their proofing on the batch two. They proofed it at fifty point nine percent, and this is fifty-seven. So, quite a difference mm. there between the two batches. I have water here. I wish I had brought my eyedropper or something because I'm really interested in when I drink this down a little bit and what water does mm -hmm. to this. I was just thinking that same thing. I, I agree. And in fact, I was just about to do that actually, Bill. <laughs> I think the lower proof on batch two is actually a little bit more pleasant on the palate than um, batch three. So I, I, think I, it would, I think it would take the water well. I think it something. would probably calm that, uh, that bitterness on the, on the, the, the taste. Yeah, that's what I... I love everything about this except that that like mid mid palate mid finish um, bitterness that comes through. Mm -hmm. It it reminds me a lot. I don't know if you guys had the uh, that bullet that twelve year old bullet rye that they put out earlier this year. Yeah, I've got that some was of really that was really spicy and dill pickle, and it didn't finish it didn't finish bitter at all. It just was man, I love that thing. Well, that, good, uh, some good thing, Tim, because uh, I actually ate a, a dinner that had chicken that was with, cooked with dill, and I didn't know if it was just me or not. So I, I guess. Oh I yeah, had, it's uh, oh yeah, it's dill. It's yeah, it's dill and it's dill and mint up front for sure. And I will say this: water made it a little more bitter. Yeah, uh, I definitely. On, on the end of the palate, on. Uh, do you, do you get some nuts, that walnut that we got some of us got on the Absolutely. nose? I get a nuttiness on the end of Absolutely. the very end of the palate. Yep. And it got more pronounced don't, with a little bit of water. Oh, I don't like it with water. <laughs> it's better without water. I, I do agree. And it, it almost has come with like a, you know, when I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm too much. Like, you don't want a burnt toast kind of flavor in your whiskey. That's it's like, good. it's like, no. A walnut toasted walnut shells. It. Toasted walnut shells and burnt caramel. I don't just, dislike it. My question is whether or not this is the best presentation of this whiskey they could have done. That's really my my question. Now you can't unage it, so if you've got it and it's older, you're gonna have to do something with it. Maybe right. maybe a little less of the older stuff and a little bit more of the ten year old stuff might have gone well. I don't know. Um, and if water's right. really worse, maybe barrel proof would have been the way to go. But that's an economic decision more than anything. Sure, sure. Um, I wish it was spicier. I, at I the like it. Um, I don't like the finish on it, but I really like the palate for the most part until it gets that that barrel tannic kind of. To me, it goes nose is the best, then the palate, then the yeah. finish. Wes, I think it's spicier at the beginning, and then. 
I agree. Right. You've got two and three next to you. If you had to compare the two, what's the biggest difference? Uh, don't get as much of the. Don't get as much of the nuttiness on two, and mm -hmm. it's. I, I would say that two, in in my opinion, is a little bit more rounded. It's not as um sharp on the the dill the dill and that uh, walnut note that we're getting. Um, I mean, I prefer the batch two over the batch three doing the side by side. Um, I think they're both nice. I just don't, uh, the finish to me on two is much better than the finish on three. Yeah. So water really killed the dill. Um, really killed everything on the front palette. Um, all I get is that mid and rear palette um, with it. I still so, haven't done water and I feel like the more I drink it, the better the end palette is. I, I think the tannins are like, I'm getting <clears throat> used to them and I'm getting more of the original nose yeah. flavors at the very be, end. I actually like the, I, I like dill. Uh, Timothy mentioned that uh, bullet 12 year and it's a kind of a combination of briny and dill. I really mm -hmm. liked it mm -hmm. um, for, for that. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a taste that you're not going to reach for every time. Think, hey, I want some salty dill pickle whiskey, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> but I liked it. It was different. It was good. It, it wasn't unpleasant. So I, I kind of liked having a little bit of that on the front palate of this one. The water completely erased it, which is disappointing. Um, but all I mean, if, if I were judging this, I would say that, you know, it, it's, it's going to score really well in the nose. It looks great. Uh, front palate's really good. It starts to fall, back, fall apart a little bit on the rear palate. Um, and the finish I don't really care for. So it, it's, it's certainly not going to be a, a great score. If I were scoring this modern thirst wise, it would probably be in the mid eighties. Mm, I, I think I would go low eighties, but uh, it's not, it is growing on me a bit as I drink it a little bit more, especially with a little bit of water. It's not horrible, but man, I tell you what, if I'm going to grade it on the price, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to give it a, a very good score on that. I, I would give it probably like an 81, 82. I, I'm probably not, I probably wouldn't give it a buy recommendation based on the price. Um, taste wise. I think it's, you know, it has enough going for it. I, I, I could sit around and smell it for, all day and be pretty happy with it. Um, right. I agree with that. Most people won't do that, though. <laughs> I, I think you made a really good point about the uh, the salty dill pickle thing, though, because that's definitely, you know, ever get I, I get in that mood or once I'm like, you know, I want a dill pickle rye. But for the price, just... I need to try that. <laughs> bullet 12-year. Bullet 12-year rye. You can still get right. that same experience because that... I'd say almost entirely through the bullet 12 year rye is that minty dill pickle rye, which I think is fantastic. Still um, the best rye out there. And that's Yeah. What you got there? We were going to do the winners on that too. Okay. Well, I'll tell you guys what, that's what we you. did the uh, live stream on a few couple of years ago. I think Wes, Wes and I did, or Wes and Matt and I. Yeah, I think we were going to oh, add in more to the next time, but we didn't. Uh, yeah, overall, I, I I think I would put this at a, I'm going to say 85. Um, eh, it's all right. It's it's not horribly flawed, but it's not anything I'm gonna 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 recommend to anyone. It is flawed. I'll go a notch yeah. above that. It's all right. <laughs> no, I'll go a notch above that for giving that price. Like I'm not talking about like buy recommendations, but I'll go a notch above like 86, right. 87. But it um. 
just because of the complexity of it. There's a lot of uniqueness going on there. We we all tasted different things at the beginning on the nose and the in the palate and the finish. So the nose is damn near worth the price of admission. Yeah, I love that nose. Two hundred dollar plus price of admission, but it's you know, I, I love the nose on. I really do. I could I could sit around and, and nose that for a long time. Yeah, I almost side, 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 I would I would probably give three and eighty six eighty seven in that range. The two eighty nine ninety. Um, batch one and two. I I've had both of them and I really did like them. Um, and this one I do not like quite as much. Timothy, where are you on this? I'd give this an 83. 83, so we have an 81 from Nick. 83. Uh, 80, 82. I put it at 82. 82. It's growing on me a little bit, though. So, yeah. Bill Scott, where are you on this one? I'd put it at about an 83 or 84, but I'd probably put a caveat in it for your person who happens to be checking out the blog, trying to figure out if they're going to like something new. I think that the finish tends to cause a little bit of harm on that, uh, especially for the dollar figure, but I'd put it, I'd put it right around where you guys are. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably wind up, wind up right in the lower to mid eighties when we average them all together. And um, I'll probably put that in the comments down there uh, for people to check out. When we were nosing oh, no. it, I, re <clears throat> I really wanted to say that um, if, if the, it tastes anything like noses, we're in for a good treat and yeah, did not. And it did not. Very appropriate uh, for the season there, Matt. Yep. <laughs> this tastes as good as it looks. We're in for a treat. Well, yeah. I mean, if you put a bottle at two hundred plus dollars, it's got to really deliver. You know what I mean? Uh, you're really yeah. asking for the, uh, cost of the barrel, cost of the whiskey aside. You know, you're you're putting a target on your back basically, and that whiskey better be awesome. And this one didn't quite yep. meet the mark. It really just didn't. So it's not bad though. It, it's enjoyable. So. I, I agree with you. I mean, if this was something I'm buying for my personal use, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be thrilled with the the money spent. Now, this was Modern Thirst bought this uh, because we wanted something a little bit high end price wise here at the end of the year for this, True. and um, it, it's it's worth it. I, I mean, I'm I'm a little biased because I'm sitting here drinking it right next to one of my own bottles of, of roughly ten year old <laughs> bourbon, which is fantastic. I would rather have that all day, all day, every day. Not for me, I'm not biased on your product. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this one's this was one of my favorites until the split stave came out, and now I'm all about split stave. I can't that split stave is my favorite, hands down. But any other thoughts on this, uh, Kentucky Al? Who tr who's tried the confiscated yet? Oh my god, can we not even talk about that, please? <laughs> all I know is it's pretty polarizing. I haven't tried it, but uh, <laughs> the whiskey world is polarized over it. Cost really what you're getting. I don't know if it's really polarized so much as it is anti. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's not I, bad, but it's it's not great, man. It's like a hot mess. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's not up to par with the other stuff. And granted, it's half the price of his regular um, Kentucky Owl releases, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't get it. I, I don't know what flavor profile they were going for because I can't really pick a good one out. Um, oh shoot, it's it's muddy and oaky. I, I don't mean to I don't mean to be insulting Ooh. to it at all. I just um, I'm not, not I'm not sure what they were going. I'm not sure what flavor he was blending towards there because I I, I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. Um, I 
I'm I'm basing this off of all his other releases. I don't feel like he had a say in what was done there. It it I, I feel like that's a huge Stoli influence there, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't really taste like stuff that he does. I mean, let's let, we I think we can all agree, Denim is an awesome blender. Like, yeah, he he does a great job. All his all his batches of bourbon I've had are awesome. I'm a huge fan of batch one of the rye. But confiscated is just confiscated missed the mark. It's not him. There's there's something else going on there. You know, cool. it, it was the first one that they distributed to 50 states, I think. It went out to it all was. 50 states. And that's probably almost certainly a business decision. So Stoli obviously came to them and said, look, we, you know, we're putting a lot of money and a lot of faith in this brand. We need to get it out there. Um, right. And there's a big difference between, you know, his first few batches where he's blending two or three barrels together and could pick the absolute sure. best barrels out there. And then having to blend for, I don't know, 40,000 bottles or whatever it was. I mean, just being able to, to find that whiskey is tough. Um, yeah. I mean, barrel bourbon tends to, you know, Joe Beatrice hasn't missed on that yet. But, um, you know, Kentucky Owl also tends to want to remain a Kentucky whiskey, Kentucky mm -hmm. bourbon. And that limits their options. It really does. Um, there's a lot of that, you know, there's a lot of Barton out there right now. And Barton's a tough one to blend. It's, it's such a, a peppery whiskey it's a t you know it, it doesn't necessarily play well with with all the other ones you can find on the market right now and if that's going to be your base th that anywhere from 12 to 14 years right now of barton you've got to be real careful with with how you blend it um that's something i've learned recently that it, it's a it's a finicky little beast if you do it right it's great um but uh but it takes some work well batch three is still sucking the water yeah, you know, out of the, my mouth the, <laughs> Yeah, it's the uh, 1790. I uh, definitely rate very highly, and uh, I actually have a bottle of very old Martin as well. I think it's it's really one of the better budget bourbons there is. You know, I still think Evan Black is the cream of the crop when it comes to the budget, mm -hmm. but uh, very old Martin is pretty good too. And, and Martin makes a lot of good stuff. But you're right, they they kind of are like singular in their whatever it may be flavor profile, their mission, whatever it may be. Definitely agree with you, Bill. They just tend to, to me, they tend to be very, uh, the Barton mash bill, the, the primary one that's out there is a high rye mash bill. Um, it's probably most similar to mash bill number two at Buffalo Trace in terms of, of the actual mash bill, if I had to guess. Uh, but it tends to be very one dimensional. It's just black pepper. I just get it straight down the center of the palate. And the older it gets, the more pronounced that gets. And then they add bitter oak tannins to it. So when it's 10, 12 years old, you wind up with black pepper and oak, which mm, Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and if and if you're trying to, if you're trying to put forty thousand bottles of that out, you don't get the you don't get the the benefit of being able to pick out only the best barrels anymore. It's trying to find enough barrels just to put out a release, and that changes everything. It really does. You you no longer have the ability to, to blend it to a specific taste. You're just kind of doing general. Well, this tastes like that. That type of whiskey tastes that way, so we'll do sixty forty and then call it a day. You know, early on with Kentucky Al, he was able to literally pick out these two barrels taste great together. So I'm going to use these two barrels. And then on batch five, it was probably eight barrels or 10 barrels or whatever the case was. Um, hmm. But, you know, confiscated, I imagine that that's a very, very difficult challenge for him. Hey, we want to put out a bourbon we can distribute to 50 states. We don't have a distillery of our own. Go find some bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. For yeah. me, the value whiskey of the year is this right here. 
I can get it in the screen. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's 22 bucks. I can get 10 bottles of this for mm -hmm. the Kentucky Owl. So yeah. I think that um, if I'm going to go for rye, I may, I may go for that. I mean, I think that's an, a wonderful product that Old Forester put out. So, so in general, they make a lot of good stuff. They don't mess with do you like uh do you like a sweeter rye then? Um, I don't like the dill note as much on my rye, so I okay. do like a little bit of the sweeter rye. And obviously, this is a barely rye rye that Old Forester sure. is putting out. Um, but I think right. they um I think they hit a home run with that for I agree. the price point and everything. I was just more watching not really familiar when, when people call it a barely rye or a Kentucky rye. Most of the Kentucky distilleries, you know, to be a bourbon has to be 51% corn. Mm -hmm. To be a rye has to be 51% rye instead of corn. Kentucky mm -hmm. distilleries tend to make it as close to bourbon as possible. So their rye mash bills tend to be right at anywhere from 51 to maybe 60% corn. Whereas if you look at the stuff coming out of Indiana at MGP, they use 95% rye and no corn, only 5% malted barley. So it's a very different flavor profile. So when you talk about a Kentucky rye, Kentucky rye is especially, you know, the Old Forester in particular, they're kind of like a bourbonish rye. They're they're sweet um, mm -hmm. as opposed to all spice or all citrus or in, and all dill that you get out of kind of a high rye mash bill. So um, it's really the big difference when we talk about um, a barely rye or a Kentucky rye is is there the, the percentage of corn? There's usually an awful lot in it. This was actually the reason why I brought it up. Their uh, their rye mash bill is 65, 65 rye, twenty percent corn, fifteen percent malted barley so you get that you know you get that corn in there you get more of that sweetness which i i agree with you as i think it's a great i think it's a great rye um i think it's a very approachable rye too for somebody who's a bourbon drinker and wants to get into rye i think that is a great gateway into into rye i would say that rye and the wilderness trail rye are two great gateways into rye because they're both kentucky rye they have have a decent they have a slightly lower they still you know still have the classification of rye but they have slightly lower and a little more corn to help balance it out so you get a you know you get a nice round <laughs> also get a nice sweetness in it as well fantastic i uh i really think uh, uh, there's three ryes that stood out to me this year wilderness trail being one of them um I, i'm not sure how they do it but their four-year-old stuff tastes like it could be eight years old I, it's just it's sweet it, it doesn't taste young at all um uh, it's really good really well done there you know kudos to them uh, the three ones that I would point out, that one, Old Forster Rye, obviously. And my favorite rye of the year is Cornerstone Rye from, from Wild Turkey. I love it. I know Timothy's <laughs> about to jump out of his chair over there because he, he wasn't quite as big a fan as me. I'm going uh, to jump out of my chair to grab a bottle. I've killed a bottle of it, and I bought another one, and I'm halfway through it. So, <laughs> My bottle of Cornerstone on the way. I would say hands down the best rye of the year. The riff? Yeah, oh, so I haven't tried the Balboa. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! This I haven't had that one either, fantastic. but it's right here. <laughs> it's unreal. That's my. That's my. I killed a. I killed a bottle at a at a bottle share. That's bottle number two. It's awesome. outstanding. What's so rye side? What's everyone's whiskey of the year so far? Before uh, we go so there, can I talk about rye real quick? Please uh, talk about rye. Let's keep talking about rye. So. I agree with Wes on the Old Forester, and um, I really like the MGP, MGP profile. I, I drink a lot of the um, Remus and the Remus single barrel and so forth. Uh, <clears throat> but this, can we talk about this? Whistle pig? So really? we were talking about different uh, levels of it. And you know, 
whatever percent. It's hundred percent raw, right? Talk about it, you guys. I've, I've had this for years, and this, that's how much I drank. I, I just can't get into this. Mm. Mm. Any thoughts, Wes? What's your what's your? Give us a couple of the top whiskeys you've had this year. Well, first of all, on the uh, back on Whistle Pig, I think their best product to me is the Old World the um, finished whiskey where they finish it in three barrels. But if I was have to go, I'm actually working on an article right now to me for my personal favorite of the year, uh, tasted 355 odd whiskeys. I would go with a Cavallon Vino Barrique, uh, Solist uh, cask. Um, <laughs> it is um, everything they put out to me in their cast strength line is amazing. I have one of the rum casts and I'm tasting now and it's pretty amazing. Uh, so on the world whiskey side, I would go with um, uh, the Cavallon. If I'm looking at for a, a scotch, I would go with the Brooklotti Octomore 10.3. Uh, it's a pretty amazing whiskey. And if I'm going American, um, I would probably do a – it's between two that I had this year, a Barrel Bourbon Batch 18. And a Russell's Reserve store pick, two of them that were pretty amazing. A Westport store pick and a 5280 uh, store pick were both up there for me. Yeah, I think I tried that when they had the same one at uh, when when you were in Louisville, right? The um, they had it over at uh, Butchertown Grocery. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that was a fantastic. Um, I've honestly, I, I usually could put most of Westport whiskey and wines uh, store picks in my top ten, pretty much any year. They they just don't know how to pick a bad barrel over there. I I'm not trying to pump up your head too much there, Timothy, since if you don't know, he, he does work at Westport whiskey and wine. Uh, but uh, you guys are doing. I appreciate it. Yeah, he is is a, a rock star as far as the palate goes, and and you guys are a machine. That stuff is awesome. They, uh, I had a most recently had a uh, Knob Creek pick from you guys that was just awesome, and the Bullet uh, single barrel pick that, you guys did was great. That surprised the heck out of me. You know the two things that I really liked. I think the one that surprised me the most single barrel wise, actually they're both they're, these are both going to be single barrel picks. You know because I'm a snob. Uh, the first <laughs> one was uh, we did two picks from Driftless Glen. Uh, they're a they're a distillery out of Wisconsin. And they're aging in 25-gallon barrels. Usually when you age in a smaller barrel, it, it, it turns into a hot, oaky mess. And they balanced it out perfectly where they were still able to age something for four years and churn a product that, that has characteristics of an eight- and nine-year. And it is just outstanding. It's full flavor and full-bodied and everything that you I want. Tried that. I tried that at the store, and I, I have to think that the cooler climate has something to do with that. Agreed. Absolutely. But it that I thought that was remarkable, and uh, it definitely put I think it definitely put them on the map for me as far as I consider distilleries outside of Kentucky. Um, and then the Remus Volstead, I I think that's the best whiskey of the year. That thing was that thing blew my mind, uh, time and time again. That that was remarkable. I think it's the that's one. A, uh, that's a really good one. That's you know MGP. For the longest time, everyone else was putting out MGP products in their own bottles, and then they finally decided to do Remus, uh, the Repeal Reserve in particular, where they were going to take. They don't have a lot of aged whiskey left, um, and you know, from from my standpoint, when we try to source it and you go straight to the source, there's just not much there. 
Um, they're, they've held back some of their best barrels for their own stuff, and it, man, it is good. Yeah. All three releases of Remus Repeal Reserve have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would I would go as far as to say that that is that is my top that is my whiskey that's my whiskey of the year that's the best bourbon that I drank uh, that's the best bourbon I drank this year. I looked for that for this um, for this tasting and uh, when I went to Westport they didn't have it. I was gonna I wasn't gonna go because it was a bit of a hike from where I was and I decided to try it anyway and I get in there and said no we sold that damn it Timothy just told me it was on the shelf. <laughs> It was so many times. Um, Nick, what's your uh, what's your whiskeys of the year? Well, the distillery of the year is definitely Kevlin for me. I mean, I, I don't think you can really beat the Taiwanese at uh, making single malt whiskey anymore. I I used to put Japan at the top of that list, and uh, I just think that they're they're beating everybody now. Personally, um, my favorite rye. Actually, and yeah, granted, I'm biased towards my own uh, city here, but uh, Yellow Rose Rye is my favorite. Um, and it's really more or less like what Wes was talking about. It's more of a sweet rye. It's not like even their bourbon is actually a sweet mash bourbon. So they kind of go with the more sweet side of uh, the, the palate rather than the drier, spicier, uh, earthier notes that you would get from uh, some of the others, uh, including the one that we're doing tonight. Uh, so I definitely put that as my top rye, and uh, really, Bill, I, I hate to say it because I mean I know I'm going to come off like a fanboy here, but uh, the fourteen <laughs> you sent us, your sherry finished bourbon was pretty much the best thing I've had all year by far. I don't think that anything else I've tasted would even come close to that, but maybe we're all just biased. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know, uh, but this is certainly not an advertisement towards you. You just you know, Take your bourbon pretty good, man. Good job memorizing I, that script. Your check is in the mail. <laughs> I'd like to just say, I'd like to be biased if you guys could get some of that up here to Michigan. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so uh, I did talk about this in our in the most recent video I did for Modern Thirst, but um, sealbox.com. Uh, they are going to have about 20 cases of our product for sale online here in the next um, probably week. Unfortunately, here in H-Town Tejas, Tejas in general, you cannot buy whiskey online. Um, I'm pretty no, sure you can ship to Texas. Mm, no, we can't buy it online. It, it ain't, if I go to Total Wine, I go to ABC, Specs, whatever, they will not ship whiskey in Texas online. So, And believe That's me, there's people that would have liked to have bought, but I, I, you know, I, I've even gotten those stuff like Calvados and stuff like that. Some stuff I would really like to bring over here to Texas and they just don't do it, man. So... So, so Bill, um, he's back. There, when you ask. Hey, uh, hey Nick, uh, you brought up the answers, Bill Scott. You brought up yeah, yellow ghosts. I was wondering yeah, if you could touch, touch on that a little more. Uh, I think it's really interesting that there's a, I think there's like a handful of distillers that are starting to do sweet mash. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not super familiar with yellow rose. I do know that that I've had a few products from them that I liked, but I was just curious if you could uh, maybe touch on them a little bit more. You know, sure. for the mash at least. Be, I'd be happy to. Uh, and really for the price, I think Yellow Rose, right, at least down here where we're at, I don't know what it would be over where you guys are at uh, around the U.S. here, but it's about 35 a bottle here. And uh, it's almost sweet to the point of being syrupy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's not completely overdone, but it's it's sweet. And it's it definitely has this, like, peppermint, uh, heavy peppermint notes. 
and uh, notes that you expect from the spicier uh, uh, rye characteristics, but it's it's just really really. Um, I don't know my, my, my I don't know really how to say it, but my palate just seems to really like it. Because um, again, I don't really like super dry bourbons. Wines, however, I like really dry. Um, but bourbons, I like them, and rye, I like them to be a little bit sweeter. Um, and um, yellow rose, you know, they literally use sweet corn mash for their bourbon, and they also use some of that in their rye as well. And um, you can really tell the difference. I mean, it's it's there's nothing dry about it. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty sweet almost like candy sweet uh but again i'm not trying to say that to to make it seem as if like they just put simple syrup in a bottle and added flavoring to it no but it, it's certainly uh much more sweet than it would be to let's say difference between sweet vermouth to dry vermouth you know so um but you definitely get a lot of mint you get a lot of pepper um and you get a lot of sweetness from the yellow rose and, that, and with the bourbon, it's not so much different except for that the, the pepper and the mint are much more subdued. You don't get so much of that, but you get a lot of like citrus, you get a lot of like, um, we'll say maple and uh, vanilla and caramel characteristics um, that are very prevalent in bourbon, but much more amped up. Like it really pushes those to the front. So if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So. That's great. So, Bill, not to uh, float your boat anymore, but uh, the Proper Pour Whiskey Club here in the Springs, we tasted 100 different whiskeys this year and scored them. We usually have six to eight tasters. Um, uh, Fourgate did not come out as the number one American whiskey. It came out as the number two bourbon uh, for the year. Awesome. Uh, the I'll number one it. whiskey, the number one American whiskey was actually in uh, Nick's uh, territory. It was a Balcones, Texas single malt and finished in French Oak cast. Oh, that's awesome. It was actually the highest rated uh, American whiskey that we scored. Uh, the, the number one bourbon that we scored was actually a four grain bourbon from distillery 291, which bill you've tasted the bad guy batch three. Colorado. Uh, right. Came out as the highest. Barrels, right. Yeah, and uh, then uh, the Fourgate Sherry um, Rum Cast Finish was the second uh, bourbon finish with bourbon of the year, so it was right up there. All right, delicious. I'll take it. Take it. Wish I had that right now. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had some. <laughs> second that. If only I knew where to get it. Oh, <laughs> You might know a guy, right? I might know a guy. <laughs> no, it's been a it's been an interesting year. Um, I feel like Modern Thirst is doing really well right now. I, I want to get more into uh, multimedia stuff. I want to keep going with with the blogs because that's our bread and butter. But I know that more and more of the the whiskey community is getting into um, um, Instagram and YouTube. Um, so I want to make sure that we we hit that and we're there for that, mainly to drive uh, you know drive people to to read the blog more often. So. Uh, we're going to keep focusing on that, and I kind of also want to. One thing we haven't, we've never really done because we don't interact a lot on the on YouTube or anything like that. Is we've never really created a monitors community of viewers, uh, so we'll kind of work on some things like that. So the the collectors coins are kind of step one, uh, kind of get, getting people a little more involved with us directly instead of um, uh, you know kind of sitting in the in the background and just putting out out content. So. Uh, hopefully, you guys will start seeing some more fun stuff that we can we can do with you. Um, our Patreon, we're gonna we're kind of relaunching our Patreon site right now. 
Um, the coins are part of it. So there's a coin level. If you join that, you'll get that. We're going to try to do two sets of coins a year. So either two or three. Um, if you join the coin level club, you automatically get those as soon as they come out. We've got T-shirt level. So you'll get T-shirt twice a year, coins twice a year as well. Um, and then uh, we might have a level above that or maybe even in that T-shirt level. We'll send out samples of some of the things we review. Uh, just, you know, a one or two ounce sample, depending on what we have available uh, to, to different Patreon supporters. So um, really, you really want to kind of build the site a little bit and, and have a little bit more fun and interact more with our readers as well. So uh, keep an eye out for all of that and, and make sure to check us out often on here on YouTube at our Modern Thirst site and at uh, modernthirst.com. Guys, have anything to say in parting? We're coming up on the 45-minute mark, which I think is about perfect for a, uh, a tasting. Nope. Keep on keeping on. Love you guys. Yeah. It's nice to get to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Great year. It's fun. Yeah, fantastic year. Yep. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do it again soon. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers y'all.